0: This is Shi'ar Jeshub, coming from Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, and featuring the ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo. Today, we will begin a new sermon in the series, as Pastor continues his teaching on heavenly authority. Before we go into the message, I would like to remind you about our website at www.shi'arjashub.org. Make it your site for serious Bible study. Here's Pastor Greg.
1: I want to reread a scripture we read last time in the Heavenly Authority series as we're coming to the end of Solomon's life. Uh, The scripture was in Ecclesiastes chapter 1 and verse 15. A summary from the elderly Solomon after living the life he led of the human condition saying what is crooked cannot be made straight and what is lacking cannot be numbered and how his life was such an example of that how when we start to go on a crooked path it is so hard to make it straight it cannot humanly be made straight and what is lacking the void how we fall short of the glory of God what is lacking humanly cannot be numbered we each the human race we have a grave problem of sin and rebellion and solomon is such an example of that we left off last time in first kings first kings chapter 11 and we saw how this wise man wiser than any born the natural way ever was or ever will be. Became the fool in old age as he turned away from the Lord God, away from following Yahweh with all his heart. He turned away, unlike David. And he turned his heart after other gods as he clung to and loved the many wives, the foreign wives, the harem he had, brought to himself with all his treaties and his human wisdom, and how he went after the abominable gods of the Sidonians and the Ammonites, and did evil in the sight of the Lord, and built high places for Chemosh and Moloch, And he did likewise for all his foreign wives. He built for all of them these worshipping sites, and he turns Israel into a pagan place, this man who built the one true temple to the one true God. As he gets older, he doesn't get wiser. And pagan practices, abominable pagan practices fill Israel because of him and his love, his lust, his desire, his opening of the heart and clutching onto these pagan foreign women. And they change him, he does not change them. And that's the way it always is. That's what we're told, the believers told not to be yoked unequally. That we should seek to be with those who are believers. You can see the result, just like God had prophesied in Deuteronomy, how they turned even this man, who started out so noble and humble and sincere, they turned his heart away from God. And God says enough, and we pick up today in 1 Kings chapter 11 and verse 9. There is a point when God says enough. So the Lord Yahweh became angry with Solomon because his heart had turned from the Lord God of Israel who had appeared to him twice. Not only did he have the scriptures, but he had personal visitation He was twice, two times, he received revelation directly from God Almighty. So he's without excuse. The God of Israel who had appeared to him twice and had commanded him concerning this thing, that he should not go after other gods, so he was clearly told, but he did not keep what the Lord had commanded. Therefore the Lord said to Solomon, Because you have done this, and have not kept my covenant and my statutes, which I have commanded you, it is said over again, I commanded you. I commanded you by the word, I commanded you by direct revelation, I clearly commanded you, which I have commanded you, I will surely tear the kingdom away from you and give it to your servant. Remember all the promises to David about the kingdom, this eternal kingdom that would go to his seed? one generation, and he's told, I will tear the kingdom away from you and give it to your servant. Nevertheless, I will not do it in your days for the sake of your father, David. I will tear it out of the hand of your son. However, I will not tear away the whole kingdom. I will give one tribe to your son for the sake of my servant, David, and... For the sake of Jerusalem which I have chosen." So tragic results for Solomon, tragic results for his family, his descendants, and the kingdom that had been promised to them, tragic results for the nation, a civil war, a splitting away, and the golden age that was only for a time. For a time we finally could read about peace. After all the reading in judges and 1st and 2nd samuel of how they had a fight to gain ground and all the adversaries the Philistines and the battles under Saul and under David we had a time when Israel was at its pinnacle its golden age all the nations are in awe of it it's at peace it's in power it has the upper hand and all of a sudden because the king remember the people get the king they deserve and the king or the leader they deserve, and the leader, what he does, impacts the people. The character of our leaders count. Remember this as we go into election year, the character of our leaders count because their character will impact on the nation, and there will be a civil war, a civil split of the nation because of Solomon's sin. It looms in the future, not in his day, but in his son's day. And this pinnacle of Israel as a kingdom now starts to go down. And we have the downward spiral until we have the oppression under Assyria, under Babylon, under the Greeks, and under the Romans, until Israel stops existing for how many centuries as a nation in the Middle East? Notice God's choice. The kingdom is not totally torn away. Why? For the sake of your father, David. David strayed, but David didn't follow after other gods. And he came back to Yahweh, his God, when he sinned and lust. And for the sake of your father, David, a man after God's own heart, the kingdom, the kingship, in a way, remains with David's family line. And Solomon will enjoy the blessing of his father for a time. It's not going to be ripped apart in his generation, but it will happen in his son's generation. And I've seen this when you look over history of some Christian families, how there is a generation that will do the work of God, that labors and loves the Lord, that sings like David sings the Psalms. And they sing with all their heart, all their mind, soul, and strength, they love God. The next generation comes in who believes in God because of their parents. But they don't follow the Lord with all their hearts the way their father or their mother did. And yet they enjoy the blessing. Solomon enjoys a time of peace, even though God's going to punish him. They enjoy the blessing because God is blessing them because of their parents. And he gives them time. Really what he's doing here is giving Israel time to grow stronger before he lets it slide down so that it remains as a kingdom. He's giving time here that the house of David will still be established even as he's planning to rip the kingdom from it because he's made a promise to David. And so that next generation is blessed We've seen children of Christian families that are tremendously financially blessed because of what their parents did, and yet they don't have quite the same faith. And rather than saying something is wrong, they take the blessing, Solomon could take the fact that he's still in power, to think, well, I guess everything is okay. And then the next generation comes in, and the penalty of the parents fall on that generation, and it all falls apart. And what starts off glorious in the grandparents, the parents, and then the grandchildren, all of a sudden falls down, falls apart, because that middle generation did not follow the Lord with all their hearts as did their fathers. And I've seen this played out so many times. The blessings go down. Look at the blessing that went on to Israel because of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And it got to the point that the Pharisees could walk around and say, Well, look who we are. And John the Baptist, the true Levite, the true one that should be the priest, he's out in the desert and he says, don't think that you can say to yourself, we have Abraham as our father. God can make children for Abraham out of these rocks, these stones. It's so easy to become prideful in a blessing we receive because of someone who did what was right even as today the United States is blessed, I believe, because of people who believed in God and did what was right generations back, and then forget why you have the blessing, and not follow the Lord our God the way they did, and so bring tribulation to our children. For the sake of David, it will not happen in your day also he will not tear it totally away they will remain they will have a tribe judah and we'll see later on then that benjamin most of benjamin joins in with judah but 10 tribes are going to be taken away but for the sake of david he still keeps judah there because he wants the messiah to come from the line of david and so they still have a presence god fulfills his promises god cannot be mocked you can say well God made a promise to David, so he's locked in. He can't do anything about it. No, he's going to bring a split. He's going to tear away most of the kingdom. God cannot be mocked. As a man sows, he shall reap. And God has a wonderful way of keeping his promises, keeping his covenants, and still doing what's right so that if we think we can play a game with God and say, well, haven't you said, haven't you promised? Don't get into an intellectual match with God, he's smarter than us. And so, he maintains David's Judah, the one tribe, and he also maintains Jerusalem, the one place, because he says, for Jerusalem which I have chosen. We saw how Shiloh fell, right, to show that they couldn't be prideful. Here was the place to whom it belonged, the one from Joseph, the one from Ephraim, the one who received the right of the firstborn son, and when Eli sins, Shiloh falls. And yet, God can't replay that over and over again. He did it. Now He has established Jerusalem. His promise is an eternal promise to that city. And we see the center of the world today still, in modern times, the 21st century, is still Jerusalem. So, for the sake of Jerusalem, he will not totally tear the kingdom away. God fulfills his promises.
0: You can find information about Shiar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle on the web. The address is www.shiarjeshub.org. Besides location and time for services, you will find an archive of our radio programs and commentaries by Pastor Greg. It is a great site to share with your friends for serious Bible study. That's S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B dot O-R-G. May the Lord Jesus bless you as you serve him.